What's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast. Before I get to my conversation with YP, just quickly want to touch on the Raptors free agency experience here. And uh, it's Monday, November 23rd right now. As I'm recording this, 6, 7 o'clock Eastern now. And it's important to note that with everything that's been going on, um, the Raptors haven't had a terrible offseason, terrible free agency so far. So cut them some slack. I think one of the good things that happened, obviously, is the signing of Fred Van Vliet. It's a huge pickup for Toronto to maintain that consistency in the roster with him and being able to sign him and not losing him to you know a New York Knicks or some other team like that who was going to offer him a big contract. Toronto offered him a sizable contract, but I don't think they overpaid. When you look at the market this offseason, when you compare that Jeremy Grant got $20 million, Van Vliet got like 21.25 per year, and Gordon Hayward got $30 million. So in the grand scheme, this is not a big contract to be giving up to Van Vliet. You can sort of develop around him and Siakam and OG Ananobi as Lowry transitions into these twilight years, starting probably this season, maybe next season. And can sort of hand over the point guard keys to Fred Van Vliet. I think it's a great pickup for Toronto. He still hasn't proven yet that he's worth this contract, though, in hindsight. Because he hasn't been an all-star. He's averaged 17.6 points per game last season. Was a solid player. Was Toronto's arguably their best player in the playoffs. I would say second to Lowry. But arguably second best player on the playoffs. And was a second round knockout. So I think Van Vliet needs to take another step. Do I think he can? Yes, because he's only 26. I think there's still time for him to develop and become an all-star caliber player. And as the keys get handed over, like I said, metaphorically, he will also have more shots, more opportunities to put up numbers. And whether that contributes to winning or not, we'll see. But I think he's definitely going to be able to put up the raw numbers to be considered an all-star caliber player. Also, the loss of Serge Ibaka is very upsetting. I just wanted to... Thank him for everything he's done. Without him, we wouldn't be the 2019 NBA champions. He brought a lot of pedigree to the table, a lot of professionalism, good shot blocker, good scorer, dunker, fun to watch, athletic as hell. And um, thank you, Serge Ibaka, for everything you did. Thank you, Marc Gasol, for everything you did. Now signing with the Lakers. That's a great pickup for them. Similarly, Serge Ibaka is a great pickup for the Clippers. Those are going to be huge contributors to either of those teams. They're probably two of the favorites to win the title next season. And yeah, thank you, Gasol, too, because without you, I don't think Toronto wins the championship either. If you have JV instead of Gasol, you miss that three-point shooting, um, and you hit a lot of big ones down the stretch. You limit that spacing in the lane for a guy like Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and even Van Vliet as well, Um, not to mention Siakam. So I think this addition for these other teams is really good. And these guys are making the decision that's best for their career. Maybe trying to tack on a second championship. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to see Lakers Clippers Western conference finals. And I want to see Ibaka versus Gasol and see who wins that matchup. I think right now, um, sorry, surge has the edge on that one. Um, And yeah, so I just want to thank both those guys for what they did. And another big thing is some of the pieces that the Raptors added, you know, it wasn't, um, a great offseason for them, but it was decent. I'd say B, B-plus level offseason when you look at the addition of Aaron Baines, you know, a center who can stretch the floor, play a little defense, can be good in switches, 
from the defensive perspective and can attack mismatches in the post. He's a versatile big that brings a lot to the table and will be just a good filler for minutes next to Siakam, next to Lowry, Van Vliet, OG, etc. He's just a good big man to have. Alex Lenz, a very mediocre addition. I don't think I expect to see him play very much, very many minutes, actually. I think he's just a solid addition. I know that with Atlanta, he shot a lot of threes that one season, whatever that was, 2018. Um, so I know he has potential to shoot threes and sort of stretched his game out. And he is a baller. He's got that potential. But another just mediocre signing at best. And then Bembry's a nice depth addition that I think will play the small forward position behind OG Ananobi, which was kind of a, a hole in the roster when you were looking at everything yesterday and everyone they signed, in addition to that center position, which they obviously were able to fill. So great stuff by the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm pretty content with what happened. Let's see what happens this season. Whether you're optimistic or not, I can talk more about where I think they're going to go next season, how well they're going to play, um, and if they're a title contender. But I'll get into that later on another podcast because that's still to be determined. Still a lot up in the air. Still a lot of trades and acquisitions and movement to potentially be made with a team like the Raptors, for example. So let's just see what happens. As of now, I think it's been like a B, B plus, considering the Van Vliet signing um, kind of off season for the Toronto Raptors. Nothing major, but it doesn't have to be major. You can have continuity moving into next season. A lot of teams, you see a lot of movement. And it's nice to just have continuity sometimes, like the Denver Nuggets, somewhat like, I was going to say the Lakers, but really they're adding two six-man-of-the-year candidates to their team. But anyway, I'll, I'll let that be in my next conversation. Um, here's my conversation with YP. All right. So obviously with free agency and stuff, a lot of shit has been happening. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's been a lot of movement compared to previous years. It feels like, Every player is jumping ship, going to a different team. Yeah. And people are also getting overpaid. Oh, yeah. What's your take on uh, that, bro? First thing, with the movement and stuff, I actually really been enjoying this free agency because it's a lot of – it's not a lot of, like, really big superstars like in years past. Like, last year was fucking crazy. Like, the, you remember the whole Kawhi Leonard situation where Kawhi Leonard was holding out for, like, 13 days before he picked where, what team he would go to, and it was, it was just so intense. And, like, there's not a lot of really big superstars on the move. But there's a lot of these little role players, or not really role players, but guys like Serge Ibaka, Montrezl Harrell. I like, I, I'm excited to see them in the new situations. Um, and Gordon Hayward, what, like, how the fuck? My man's, <laughs> the man literally is about to, like, back. He's, he might get, like, the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Or, no, he, the Hornets won't even make the playoffs. He's going to shoot, like, he's not going to do this good this season. Average, like, 15 points a game, rocking, like, whatever it is. 25. You think he's going to average 15 points per game? He's not even the number one option, man. I think he's got to average like Hayward's got to be putting up like 20 to 25 for a four year. That's what he should be putting up. I just don't know if he will, though. That's what he should be putting up. But I I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast and he was talking about how Hayward used to be so athletically gifted, you know, what's the injury, man? Ever since since that injury, he hasn't been the same. And now you're paying him Utah Jazz Hayward kind of money, which. Um, isn't really fair. And does this make Michael Jordan the one of the worst owners? Does this just add to his resume I mean, as one of the worst he's owners? A, he's, he's all, yeah, he's a terrible owner. Like, I'm just being straight up. He's a terrible <laughs> owner. Um, but you never know. Like, shit, Gordon Hayward might – if if Gordon Hayward puts up 25 points a game, which I don't think he will, but if he can do that for the, over the next four years, 
I mean, all right, 120 million. That's not going to look that bad. It's it's bad, but it's not going to look that bad. And if the Hornets can make you know, maybe a six or seven seed, one of those years, if Lamelo Ball pans out the way they're they hope he does, and they've got a good young team there, if that team goes in the direction that that that, that they hope, I mean, shit, I mean that it's an all right team in the Eastern Conference. There's two scenarios that's going to happen, and it's becoming a superstar, and Gordon Hayward's also a monster, becomes his old self, and they become a really good team for a few years and maybe shock the world, maybe make like a third, like an Eastern Commerce Finals or some shit. But then the yeah. second scenario, which is more likely, I think, is LaMelo Ball is a bust. Gordon Hayward does not pan out like they expected, and that team is just terrible. Again, you, that's... You think, you think LaMelo Ball will be a bust? I don't know yet. I haven't watched him play at all. I've only seen highlights, and his highlights are nice. His highlights are nice, but he shoots 25% from three in the whatever league he was in, the NBL or ABL, whatever he was in last year. Yeah. And I mean, it is a professional league. Though, so that's, I guess that's one thing where it's like, right. it is professionals, but I mean, it's not great percentages. Right. His 25% from three is the one thing that scares me, but his driving ability and his passing seemed elite. So, to yeah. any 6'7", he's big. I think, I think he's probably one of the best like probably the best ball brother. I think he has the high ceiling. I haven't given up yeah. on uh, Lonzo yet, though. <laughs> no, I've given up on Leandro. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up on Leandro, but Lonzo, I haven't given up on him yet. I think there's a, a small chance he could be really good, but I don't think – I don't believe in him. What do you think of him? Of LaMelo Ball? Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been watching LaMelo Ball since, like, Chino Hills days, like back in, like, 2015-16. Man, like – so I really like Lamelo Ball, and I and I think he's gonna. I think he's the best player in this draft, um, and I I think he'll be an All Star in a few years. I mean, this draft was a pretty weak draft compared compared to years past. I mean, there's not like that one player. There's not like that Zion Williamson or Luka Doncic or, or Jason Tatum. I don't think there's gonna be a player like that. Um, but I mean, it's it's. I think Lamelo Ball is gonna be when it's all said and done. He'll be the best player to come out of this draft. And it's kind of interesting. You bring up like the Ball brothers, how. The mellow balls shooting really bad three point percentage. I remember back in like the you remember that Chino Hills team, which is shock in the world, and they were like are maybe one of the best high school teams of all time. By the way, four of their starters now are in the NBA, um, and the, the the thing or at least three of them are in the NBA. But the thing back then was like Lamelo Ball and Lonzo. They were just such good three point shooters back then, and now you come here and it's like all right, well now they Lonzo's shots fucking broken and Lamelo Ball. Kind of looking like he's going down the same road where it's just playmaking. Yeah, and who knows? Like you said, there's it's a weak draft. And I guess I want to transition to the number one pick, Anthony Edwards, going to the Timberwolves. I guess my question is, do you think this team actually can make the playoffs this year with um, your nucleus of Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns? Do you think they can actually make the playoffs with D'Lo too at the point? I think they could probably make the play-in tournament because remember the top ten seeds, or I think it's yeah, the, yeah, it's the, the top ten the seeds. Ten seeds, yep. all of a chance, and it's uh the ten seed will play the seven seed, I think. Yeah, so I mean, I think that they could probably make the play-in tournament, but the Western Conference, man, I mean, it's what is it's 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 not going anywhere. It's still the better conference, it's more superior com- conference, and it's just gotten better again this year. There is a chance they don't make the play-in tournament with the teams that they have to compete against. Like, I mean, which, that's the thing, like, like, yeah. uh, tell me where they rank when I name these teams. Tell me when I name a team that's worse than 
um, than the Timberwolves. The the Lakers, the Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Dallas, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, Golden State, Pelicans. That's Sacramento. And the thing is, like the Houston, I thought James Harden and Russ Westbrook would be gone by now. But the way Houston's roster is right now, if I mean, if they don't make a trade. Houston's they're they're that team again. I mean, and I didn't even great. name Houston in the ten. That's another team. Yeah, like and who and knows if they were to make be, a though. trade, if they were to make a trade, they're going to get some really good players back. You know what I mean? I think that I'd like to see James Harden go to go to Brooklyn and they trade Kyrie Irving for him, and Houston in that case would still be a really good team. But I mean, that's that's my dream world that that would happen. KD and Harden together, that'd be fucking awesome. I think that'd be sick too. A lot of people are saying they don't want to see super teams, but. Isn't that what you want to like cheer for or cheer against is a team like you can't say the NBA was it was terrible when you had the Golden State team like those years everyone was cheering against them. The Raves were through the roof. It would be a good yeah. thing for the league for him to go to Brooklyn and try and see the Bucks take them down or Boston take them down or Miami or even Philly. Let's actually transition to Philly quick Philly's because good, man. Philly is good. good. They adding uh was it Daryl Morey, right? Really, oh, yeah. he, uh, he really changed team. everything. Like now, they're actually. You look at this team, their roster. You got Seth Curry, you got Danny Green, you got Tobias Harris, then you got Ben and Joel. Like that's enough spacing to actually be a formidable team. Like, what do you think about the moves they've made? I mean, it just goes to show. This is just Darren Moore's genius. I mean, he the the way he built the Houston Rockets teams. It should be no surprise that he can come here and he's added shooters. That's a big thing. They got Seth Curry. I mean. That's that's a big shooting addition. Danny Green. Danny Green can shoot threes. All right. He's not going to be in L.A. He's not going to have like the shadow of LeBron James over him. He's not going to have a lot more pressure on him. Um, but he he can shoot. He can still shoot the rock. He can still defend. And they they got a lot more shooters than they had last year. And this is a well built team. They got Dwight Howard in there now. He played a big role for the Lakers. This is a good team. And it's just I think Daryl Moore deserves a lot of credit right here. They converted Horford, who was on one of the worst contracts in the NBA, and Josh Richardson for Seth Curry and Danny Green. Like that's and only I think they attached one draft pick yeah. into that. So you end up getting like such a well oiled team now. It's like, okay, they can be really interesting. They have someone in the front office who actually knows what they're doing versus Elton Brand, who clearly didn't know what he was doing. And now they got a good coach as well in Doc Rivers. So oh, yeah. this team is just yeah. gonna have such yeah. good spacing for them in the lane. Like this team is going to be really good next year. I, I don't think anyone should bat an eye to them. They're going to be a contender, at least in the East, yeah. um, to go to the Eastern Conference Would final, you say right now they're better than the um, Milwaukee Bucks? No, not the Bucks. I think the Bucks are the best team right now. And I think if Brooklyn adds another piece, they probably would, just from a talent perspective, they would definitely jump every yeah. team. And I think Boston's interesting too. I don't so know about Boston, put, man. Like they, they – um, they you choke don't believe Boston? Yeah, I mean, like they, they haven't done anything. That's true. They haven't done, and they lost. And they could have got which is definitely. And they a didn't get a uh, Miles Turner either, who they were looking into. Um, they 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 tried to like finesse a way to get Victor Oladipo as well in the trade, and it was just a whole they 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 fucked up because they had a chance of getting Miles Turner, and they let a few guys go. Uh, who? Yeah, I think I think Tatum and Brown continue to develop. They get better. Like, there's no way Tatum doesn't yeah. continue to take. Um, another step, and for me, their ceiling is guess, as high as Tatum. Yeah, I mean, so. you're right. Like, I, I mean, I just look at the way I look at what could have happened. They could have gotten a lot better, but they're still, a, they're still, a, they're right. still a really good team. They're still like, 
They're still oh, in the yeah. conversation, kind of like the Raptors as well. I think they're still a little bit in the conversation. Boston's obviously better than Toronto, right, even with their yeah. current roster. But uh, do you think we're talking about overpaid people? I think Berton's got overpaid five years, Dude, 80 yeah. million. A lot of other guys like that. Man, but do you think like Van Vliet? I'm not going to do him like that. <laughs> Sorry, but five-year, 80 million, that's <laughs> my God. He's a great shooter, though. He's a great shooter, but I think that's a move that they're saying, hey, we're going to contend now. They want to keep John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Berton's the big Dude. three in – in Rui Hachimura as well, the rookie or the, the sophomore. Rui Hachimura is interesting too. Yeah, they're I interesting, like... man. Uh, so do you think uh, Fred VanVleet oh, got I overpaid? I think he got overpaid. Okay, hold on. I, 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 I didn't say anything about Davis Bertans getting overpaid. Fucking, right, but Fred VanVleet, my like, hey, Bertans didn't get overpaid. Fred VanVleet, my initial reaction was, yeah, I think he got overpaid. I mean, I don't think he's like I, I don't know. Like you, you take him out of Toronto where he plays a pretty big role in that team, like I. If he plays on a team like a, the Clippers or a more talented team than the Raptors, like he wouldn't play that big of a role. You know what I mean? Like the only reason why he's so popular is obviously what he did in the 2019 Finals, and the fact that the Raptors have given him a bigger role. And last year in the playoffs, I don't think he. I mean, he was the best player on the Raptors in the playoffs last year, but that just is the biggest reason why the Raptors failed to come up. You know, the why the Raptors came up short. I don't know. I just don't buy. I'm not bought into Fred VanVleet right now. I respect that a lot because you think about it and you're like, that's a good offer sheet compared to what other players are getting paid. When you look at Gallinari getting 20 mil a year for a $60 million yeah. contract. And the big one to me is Jeremy Grant got a $60 million contract. Where is he playing now? Denver? Three years. He's still in Denver? No, Denver didn't offer him. I think Detroit offered right, him yeah. $60 million for three years. And, and Denver's like, <laughs> I'm not matching that. Losing him. Like, we can't <laughs> offer him that. We can't match that. That's ridiculous. And now he's overpaid, and he's going to be the best player on Detroit. The Lakers won for agency. And it's just like now he's going to be overrated, unfortunately. I think the, the Lakers and the Suns won for agency. I like the Lakers. You know, when you get Montrez Harrell on two years, $19 million, that's a fucking steal. And Serge Ibaka as well. It's around the same, isn't it? And Marcus All, they got him for a pretty good steal. Well, Serge Ibaka yeah, on yeah. the Clippers, sure, yeah. right? But they, they got, yeah, so they got Dennis Schroeder. They made a trade for him. They added Wesley Montrez. Matthews. They added Marcus All. This team, Wesley Matthews, this team is better oh, than yeah. they were last year. And they are the reigning champ. They're by far the best team again. Yeah. And I think they're the favorite to win the title again. There's no question. I will say mind. this, though, about the Clippers. Like, last year around this time, I mean, the Clippers, they were the favorite. They had the best team on paper. And it was like, all right, Kawhi Leonard just came off a championship and he's gone to L.A. with with Paul George, who was like third in the MVP running the year before. And they had all the hype. They had the best bench in NBA history. The Clippers now, they're kind of that team in the shadow that no one's really giving a chance. Like, And shit, I got a weird feeling that Kawhi Leonard's a short and regular season. He might fuck around and win an MVP this year. Like if there's ever a year that Kawhi Leonard wins an MVP, I think he was top five in voting last year or he was pretty top six maybe. I don't know. Because every year Kawhi Leonard wins MVP, it's this year. I'm not saying he will, but I think that they're – I mean, the Clippers are still very much a real contender right now in the NBA. I think the addition of Serge Baca is underrated, and I don't know if I'm fully bought into Montrez yet. You know, he just he's got a really bad bubble. Man. Not a good a defender. Bubble. He can't He can't shoot. I don't know. Like, he did have a bad bubble, I, but I'm not bought into him. We saw how they flamed out, like – you know it's not Kawhi's fault. Yeah. You can blame Paul George, but I think those role guys too just weren't bought in. And the way that Montrez left kind of makes me think that there's something else going on there in the in the locker room at least. Yeah. So is he like a Boogie Cousins in that sense where he's kind of like this locker room cancer and 
doesn't really show up for big games. That's still to be determined for Montrez. So I don't know if that addition is necessarily good for the Lakers on paper. It seems well, like it is, that, but I like the addition of Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the Lakers only had to pay $19 million for two years, I mean, that kind of shows where teams are kind of valuing, valuing him at. You know, it's like, all right, sixth man of the year, you think that he'd get paid a lot more. Um, but, yeah, sixth man of the year. Yeah, you think, you think, you think like, close to $20 million a year with the yeah. way that the market was this, this offseason. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous that he only got offered that. And, yeah, maybe there's something – under the shadows, but I think he'll feel good minutes. He, I mean, he just has to know his role. He's not going to average 19 points per game next to LeBron and AD. That's just not going to happen, especially with Schroeder, who needs his touches too. So yeah. the question is, can he be bought in? And if, if that's the case, which we saw Dwight Howard buy in, we saw JaVale McGee buy in, I think there's a good chance when sitting next to Marcus All and sitting next to LeBron and AD, he'll be like, we have a chance to win a championship. Maybe he'll just buy in and he'll be a different guy than he's shown us in the past. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dwight Howard bought in big time. I mean, he didn't even play against the Houston Rockets. And then and then against Denver, he just – I mean, he was patient enough, and against Denver, he balled out in the NBA Finals a bit of it too. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if Montrez can just kind of humble himself a little bit, um, I'm not saying that – like, I, I'm still big on Montrez Harrell. He's one of my favorite players, and I think that he just was kind of hurt coming off the – coming into the bubble, wasn't very healthy. His grandmother also died before the bubble. Um, and he also showed up to the bubble late. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think he had a bad bubble. That's it. But the regular season, he balled out. Regular season, he balled out. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Bucks because they acquired Drew Holiday. Um, my question is, did they overpay for Drew Holiday? And so. where's this team sort of moving, right? Because how many picks did they give up? It was three picks and two pick swaps Dude, I swear, like the, for Drew Holiday, who's not even an all-star. The Lakers literally gave up about that to get Anthony Davis. I mean, it was. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, obviously they gave up a bit more, but it's. I think Ingram as well, right? So that's and Lonzo, have, what, Ingram, Drew Lonzo, Holiday. yeah. But it's for. I, I get your point. Yeah, I get your like, point. Drew Holiday. I, I yeah. think he underperformed this year as well. Um, where where do you rank them in the, the Eastern Conference with this edition? Do you think they're better than the Nets? Do you think they're better than the Celtics, Raptors, think, Sixers, Heat? Are they up there? Like where? Yeah, the Heat. They? They're kind of. They haven't really been making any. Big moves. They just like re-signed Goran Dragic, got Miles Turner or Leonard back. Um, I think they overpaid for Leonard. I mean, he's getting paid more than they did. Paid yeah, more they overpaid than, for you know, a bench guy. Right now. That's kind of crazy. Regardless, yeah. clap on the sideline all game. <laughs> what was it? Two years, twenty mil, yeah. something like that. It was pretty, pretty overpaid. But, but yeah, they they kept I mean, all the pieces. So there's. I don't want to say the Heat are the best team in the East right now because the Denver or the. I don't think they are. I don't the think Brooklyn they are. Nets, man. I really don't. Um, but I yeah, I'd probably go yeah. Brooklyn then Milwaukee then Miami, but I don't want to underestimate like the Miami Heat. We always underestimate them, and look what happened last year. Should they? They're still going to be oh, really yeah. good. Like Tyler Hero, they'd be better this year. The right way that team, that team, yeah, they're gonna they could they win were, the title. They were for such sure. a young they're... team last year. They still they still are a young team. It's such young players on that team. Um, I just hope Goran Dragic can be as good as he was last year coming off his injury. And if Bam Adebayo... Hopefully yeah. he's healthy. Because, he, I mean, he's old. He's, That's the one. I thing. think Goran... I mean, he's been an all-star, but this is... Like, last year in the playoffs was, was as good as I think Goran Dragic has ever been in his career. At 30. Yeah, I think he was contributing to winning. That yeah. was the big thing, right? And, yeah, that injury is scary, right? It was I think it was like an ankle-slash-knee sort and of fl- thing. And he, who knows how players come he back. He played in the that. finals, didn't he? Like, he fought back and played a little bit. I think he did. I think he played, but it was already 3-1, yeah. so I think it was basically near the end. And he barely played. He played, like, maybe, like, 15, 10, 15 that show, minutes. That shows um, the heart, though, of the guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about a couple teams. 
who didn't really do anything last year in terms of success in the playoffs regular season, but added pieces and are now possible contenders. I got two. So my first one is Phoenix adding Chris That's Paul big. for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio. How good is this team? Where do they end up falling in the West Yo, playoff Chris race? Paul plays like he played last year, which he was – when you think of the MVP, you think of – you know, like what, and what, and I, what I mean by Chris Paul was the most valuable player to his team last year. I mean, there's no other player that if you take that player off their team, Chris Paul makes the biggest difference. You take Chris Paul off the Oklahoma City Thunder last year, the Thunder are – like, you're talking – Easily, they're, I mean, they're the ones drafting Anthony Edwards this year. You know, they are in the For lottery, sure. way at yeah. the bottom. I mean, Chris Paul, what he brought, what he if he can do that again this year for the Phoenix Suns, and if Devin Booker can play like he played in the bubble, this is a good team. I don't think they're a real contender. Um, but it, we're, do you think they make the top four seeds, think, top five? Do you think, do you think they're in the plane, or do you think they're up above that? I don't know if they're like top five. I mean, I'm thinking around six or seven, honestly. Maybe eight. Like I, 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 I mean, I think they're interesting. They ain't no run. Obviously, not being very many fans, they're surprisingly good on the road. And most of these games are gonna feel like road games with no fans. Yeah. So, for me, that that makes me wonder. Like in a normal season, I think you're definitely right. But in one of these weird seasons, anything can happen, man. It could be the fucking four seed for all we know. If Booker continues to develop into an MVP, which we know he can be, right from his talent yeah. level. I think they're interesting. Mikhail Bridges, Darius Arch, Aiton, Chris Paul, Booker, a couple of bench guys. They're they're a good team. They got three potential guys who can average like twenty. I mean, yeah, like and can be solid. I think in the West right now, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Those are kind of like the big four team or big three teams, I would say. And I'd put Portland up there because remember they didn't have Yusuf Nurkic last year. He was hurt a lot. I'd also put Utah up there put, as well. I think they're going to be yeah interesting Utah. They got hella talent and Dallas, bro. Dallas and. Dallas is Golden, gonna be up there too. If, if, I think Golden uh, State, and, yeah, Golden State and uh, Phoenix, those two teams, I'm kind of skeptical about. I'm not really sold on Phoenix yet, and Golden State, I'm not sold. I don't know if Steph Curry can can do this without Clay Thompson beside him. Um, they're a very talented team. They've got good players, but I just don't like. I mean, I, if they get in the playoffs, they're they're a seven seed, six seed. You know, I don't think they're gonna be like that top five four. And Memphis will be interesting too. Memphis almost got in last year. They had the eight seed before the bubble started, and then. Yeah, and New Orleans as well is gonna be good, but yeah, like yeah, for I mean sure. the West. Holy shit! I literally list, listed off like twelve teams right there. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. Uh, like you said, Portland. I think that's the last thing I want to touch on for a sec. They're interesting because they have Nurkic if he's healthy. They got their big their backcourt right, but then they added Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington. They re-signed Rodney Hood. Yeah. And they re-signed Melo. So they got some wing depth remember, now and good defense on top of that. So remember two years they're an interesting team. Remember two years ago with Yusuf Nurkic, they were three seed in the Western Conference and made it all the way to the to the Western Conference Finals. Um and they they, they got swept by the Golden State Warriors, but they had like three straight fifteen plus point leads in those games. Um like they were in the games, you know, like it wasn't like a big blowout. Uh, Portland with, I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, he's, he's really good. Um, I hope he can come back being 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident about the Portland Trailblazers, you know.